1: Puck Shoutcast, brought to you by Black and Tan Sports. Hello everybody, welcome to the Puck and Hustle Shoutcast, number six. Oh, what a week, what a week, let me tell you. Uh, gatekeeper here with my usual partner in crime, Patrick Stankus from PuckRant.com. Uh, you can find him on the Twitters at Patrick underscore Stankis. And, uh, of course, you can find his musings at uh, puckrant.com. Today is the 2nd of July. Uh, What a hell of a week it was. Um, Yesterday was free agent period, uh, but uh, I think we can really just get right right into things. Pat, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Not too bad. How about yourself? Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Stupid question. Yeah, it's it's been a hell of a week. Just before we get to the hockey stuff, it's been... uh, you know, most, most people in the Chicago area know that, uh, we had some, uh, crazy weather the, uh, Monday night, uh, and, uh, there was actual tornadoes that went through the Chicagoland area. One of them happened to pass less than a mile from my house, which as you can imagine caused all sorts of chaos, uh. Luckily, no damage to the house, just, you know, some worried kids and stuff. But uh, it knocked my power out for just over 24 hours and uh, just caused complete chaos. We were supposed to record this uh, shoutcast yesterday, but uh, I was living out of a hotel for a night, and uh, their Wi-Fi really wouldn't be able to handle it, so uh, we just put it off for a night, which is good. It let all the uh, free agent uh, signings, you know, sink in, Um, and it let us, you know, it let us Sit back so we could talk about the glorious uh, Redeem Verbata signing. <laughs> As you just said, what was the last lockout for?
0: Yeah, because I know I'm going to a game to watch Redeem Verbata play.
1: Hey, well, there were a lot of Blackhawks fans that did that for a while when he
0: was with them. So that's that's what I told one of uh, a fellow writer on Puck Rain, who's a Canucks writer, who was. You know, voicing his displeasure with the signing, I told him, I go, dude, totally underrated Blackhawks legend from the (laughs) mid-2000s. Blackhawks legend,
1: yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did not get the sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, so, well, here we are, uh, free agent, uh, you know, we're two days into free agency, Uh, everything's pretty much died down, because most of the big names have been signed, so... But before the uh, free agency uh, flurry that happened at noon or 11 uh, Eastern, or actually 11 Central, noon Eastern uh, on the 1st, um, we had a couple of developments. Um, Marion Gabrick resigned for seven years in L.A. Uh, I mean, with that, I mean, good. he's going to be at a walker by year five.
0: I'm surprised he didn't pull his groin trying to run to sign that deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I mean four point nine is is that's a good number. That's a good cap number. You just gotta worry about the term on that one. That's 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 a long time to be counting on Marion Gabrick to do what he did this year in the playoffs. And you gotta think by I'm gonna go off and say by year three, they're gonna be looking at a way to uh get rid of him. I don't even know. He may have got him no movement, but they'll you know as they do with everything, they'll ask them to wave it or something like that, and send them to, you know, some godforsaken hell like Winnipeg or something. Florida, they're <laughs> handing out money like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> again, that's something, that's something we're going to spend some time on, I'm sure. Um, just going down the list a little bit. James Neal on draft day, uh, traded to the Preds for that and and uh, Spaulding that. You know, kind of sucks for the Hawks. You know, you got a, a, a legit sniper on the Preds, even though he's kind of a dick bag. But um, I was gonna say
0: the, that that trade kind of signals douchebag for douchebag because I could
1: never stand uh, Horn Hornquist at all. Yeah, Hornquist. Sorry. Um, and uh, he was yeah he was, he was kind of a pain in the ass. But uh, you know, Neil's a legit scorer. So you know, with everything that they've done in, uh in Nashville, they're going to be better this year. You know, they've got some, uh, they've got a, they got a few more weapons now. Um, Just imagine
0: if they would have got Jason Spenza in that trade if he didn't nix that deal.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that, but whatever. I mean, he, he, you know, he ended up in Dallas, so
0: yeah, which is also not good news.
1: For no, the that's Hawks. not good news for the Blackhawks. <laughs> Actually, that, the, the the whole Blackhawks uh, Central Division or whatever, uh, that's going to be a pain in the ass. And you're going to have to play up. those teams so many times. It's just going to be a war all year long.
0: They all got better, and the Hawks just stood their ground. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, the Hawks improved slightly, but like I said, we'll talk about yeah. more. We'll get more into that later. But um, the big news uh, after Gabrick was the Kessler trade, which everyone hoped the Blackhawks. I, I think, I think there was a guarded hope that they were going to uh, get in on it, and they were in on it because. Frankly, uh, there were only two places that Kessler was going, and it's Anaheim and Chicago. I have to think that the uh, Chicago deal was drastically different than what Anaheim offered because um, do you really want to trade a person of Kessler's caliber to someone in your same division?
0: Yeah, that's that's the one that stuck out to me about it. It was kind of shocking that that was the deal, and that's all they got in return for sending him to a division rival.
1: I mean, what is it, six well, or seven times they got to play him this year, and they're gonna have to watch Ryan. You know, can you just watch or uh, can you just imagine Ryan Kessler in his first game back getting a hat trick?
0: <laughs> like, I gotta make sure I get the uh, hockey night in Canada
1: package to watch that game. That's for sure. I mean, they're really. Must have been uh, not much out there from the Blackhawks. I mean, we've gone back and forth and uh, a couple of times about what could the Hawks have offered and uh, I know Chris Block kind of was talking about this a little bit too. I mean really what would the you know when you think about it and you, and you put it all uh, into perspective, what would Vancouver want with Patrick Sharp? They don't want to get older so they're not going to want him. They may want Seabrook. I don't think the Blackhawks are willing to part with Seabrook because while he did have sort of a down year, um, it was pointed out by uh, what is Jen from uh, Second City Hockey that his possession numbers weren't all that bad this year. So while he looked bad on the outside, if you break down the numbers, he wasn't entirely that bad. And the Hawks, I mean, that's a lot of minutes for the Hawks to give up. I, I mean, while... You know, Johnerson and O'Doo were, were were getting the key matchups against the top forwards on the other teams. Keith and Seabrook were logging a lot of minutes. And, uh, you know, who in the Hawks system right now is going to replace Seabrook's minutes? There's, that's, a there's, good,
0: that's a good question. I, I really don't think there is one right now.
1: No, there isn't. There isn't. And you're not going to bring up some guy from the Niners to do it. I mean, yeah. uh, who do you got left? You got Jamerson, you got Odugie, you got Letty, you got Roosevelt, you got Runblad. Are like any Curry. of those? Yeah, I mean, if anyone can can step up and do and take those minutes, maybe Jomerson. maybe. But then you're splitting up one of the best second pairs, and probably the best number one of the best number three players in the league, number three defenseman in the league, with Jomerson. You're moving him up, and he's getting different assignments. Then what happens to the second pair? I mean, you're just jumbling up a whole lot of problems. So, Well,
0: well the Hawks could have went the route, and uh, you know, if they were to trade Seabrook, they always had that reliable seventh defenseman, Sheldon Brookbank, that could have re-signed. I heard he was waiting by his
1: phone. Yeah, waiting patiently by his phone. I put up a picture of like some guy sleeping with his head on, on his desk. Because uh last time I checked, uh Sheldon Brookbank is still a free agent. Yeah, you
0: know, I'm so. not the biggest Brent Seabrook fan in the world. I think he's a good defenseman, but you know, I I wouldn't have minded you know, if they got rid of him, uh I wouldn't have minded it too much, but at the same time, there really isn't that replacement and unless you were gonna find that replacement, then there really doesn't it doesn't make much sense to tra- trade him.
1: No, and no. if you if you look at the free agent market and what's out there and and what people were signed for, like Niskanen and uh, Willie Mitchell and uh, you know Dan Boyle, really are any of those guys upgrades over Brent Seabrook? I really don't think so. <laughs> so you're you're downgrading and probably getting a salary similar to what Seabrook's making. I, I just think it's a step backwards on the back end. It just you know I could see not you know Stan not wanting to give up Seabrook and, and I don't blame him.
0: Yeah, the the the, the issue, or not so much an issue, but I think the Hawks have more of the you know depth defensemen that are ready to play that are coming up from Rockford. They don't have that uh, marquee defenseman that could you know be a game changer type.
1: No, 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 and and they don't. You know, it's not like they drafted. You know, they drafted a you know number one overall uh, pick defenseman. You know, they don't have that. Well,
0: Florida the, would have accepted that trade offer that our buddies on Hockey Buzz were reporting. You know, uh, it could have been that uh, defenseman. That they you know, were I don't even to. read
1: Hockey Buzz, so <laughs> enlighten me to what that trade may have been. Uh, it, it's amusing. He, draft
0: day, draft day, and free agent day, trade line day. I highly recommend for comic relief you go on Hockey Buzz, and some of the rumors that come off of there are just absolutely hysterical. And the one that was involving the Hawks was. Along the lines of Sharp, Roosevelt, Clendenning, and I believe a first round pick, I'm not hundred percent sure, for Florida's first for the overall pick, first
1: overall pick.
0: And I would then have some, taken that. That's something else. So if
1: if Florida if Dale Talon would have accepted that and the Hawks passed that up. Well that was
0: the issue. Like if, if it was Dale Talon that accepted that, I don't have an issue, but
1: I don't think anybody would have accepted that. I I would hope not. I would hope Dale Talon's not that insane.
0: <laughs> Although he does love his former Blackhawks down in Florida. Uh,
1: uh yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly. Uh, uh, <laughs> just just going down the line a little bit. Uh, I'm um, trying to
0: pry that one
1: yeah. out. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna I'm sure <laughs> well, we're to spend gonna spend considerable them. time slamming Dave Bowen.
0: Uh real quick though, when we are talking about the Kessler deal, I think this kind of ties into it. Um when we were talking about you don't think that uh, Vancouver would want an aging goal scorer, well, the signing tonight kind of, you know, brings into doubt that whole theory if they didn't want an aging goal scorer.
1: Well, at this point, I think um, it's damage control. You know, if they didn't get everything that they wanted, and they really, you know, honestly, I think they got fleeced in that, uh, in that, uh, Kessler deal. I don't think you know they really got anything that special, or anything more than what um, the Hawks could have offered. But I was thinking the same thing
0: too. I thought they could have got a lot more if they if they wanted to.
1: Yeah, I mean if if, if they're saying you know the, that uh, Vancouver was asking for Teravainen or uh, you know one of the the Hawks top you know prospects. I don't think that, you know, Spiza and uh, and who who's the other guy they got? Benito. Benito? Yeah. Those aren't top prospects. While they may be nice prospects, they're not top prospects in that system. I mean, what about, like, you know, Smith-Pelly or... Or, or uh, Edom. Yeah, Edom, something like that. That's, you know,
0: whatever. <laughs> it's just that, that also goes back to, too, if, if Vancouver didn't really want to trade them to the Hawks because they have that strong dislike towards the hawks which if you ask me that whole thing is over now because the rosters have changed so much uh it's not the same and if they could have got more out of the hawks and they just declined to do it because they didn't want to trade him to chicago and then leave it to vancouver to go ahead and screw that up just like they screwed up the Luongo deal
1: yeah it's not surprising yeah so going down the list um Umberger, another fleecing of a deal. Hartnell goes to uh, Columbus for Umberger, which I don't know why they want Umberger back, but they did.
0: I, I heard on that one on uh, NHL Network Radio, the reason they did that is because down the road, I think Umberger's under contract for two more years and Hartnell's under contract for five more years. So they wanted that uh, cap flexibility down the road. <laughs> and then they, then they also said, too, that the reason Philadelphia announced that earlier in the week was to avoid doing it at the draft so they wouldn't get booed by their home fans.
1: Yeah, let's, let's talk about... I mean, really, do you want to... We could go down the list of maybe some of the guys that Philadelphia uh, has on their roster, I mean, uh, and, and the contracts that they have. They're ridiculous. So cap flexibility. Oh. yeah. I, but they did resign uh, Ray Emery, so...
0: Oh, yeah, the meatball coalition
1: still wants him back too, yeah, for one million dollars so uh, how, ray Emery, how how'd that uh how that work out for you leaving you know how's that starting gig
0: going for yeah you? he
1: could he could he could have signed a one million dollar deal to stay here in Chicago and be a contender, but no he's gonna go uh you know fight it out in philly with a bunch of meatballs
0: when they're Philly cheesesteaks. I'm just looking at the flyers roster right now, and their defense is severely overpaid.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's one person that's really severely overpaid, and his name is Chris Pronger,
0: <laughs> who hasn't played in three years. We're uh, going down the road of Alexi Yashin territory there.
1: <laughs> and look, just tonight, they signed uh, Jeff Schultz, or Nick Schultz, not Jeff, Nick Schultz, which, I mean, I think he's like, what, in his later 30s and can barely move. So there you go, a, lot, a nice. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Uh, he's got brick boots as well. So there you go with that. Way to go, Philly! You're really making yourself proud. Can we please
0: get to proud. the John Scott signing
1: by Saturday? <laughs> oh, <Jose>. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're, you're you're just baiting me. You're just baiting <laughs> me at this point in time. With the week I've had, this is not going to be. This is not going to end well. Um. Uh, <laughs> Finishing oh, up. And I'm scrolling down, too. The Hawks also lost La Barbara
0: to Anaheim. Tonight. Yeah,
1: I saw that, too. just a fantastic day. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, what are they going to do in Rockford? <laughs> yeah.
0: Good times on free agent time.
1: <laughs> it's just comical. It really is. Let's see. Uh, the Gagne trade, that was pretty funny, huh? <laughs> Garnier, he gets traded to Tampa Bay for Purcell. And uh, in a matter of hours,
0: 45 minutes later, yeah,
1: yeah, not even hours in a matter of minutes, less than an hour, he's traded to Arizona. So I don't, I don't know, you know, if I were him, I'd be a little bit pissed because, you know, at least Tampa Bay is out there making a, you know, making an effort. I don't know what Arizona's doing at all.
0: I, uh, I heard uh, I'm a little behind on my uh, podcast listening, yeah. and I heard Monday's uh,
1: edition of Merrick versus Wachinski
0: today. And Gagne was a pretty good sport about it, but the way they were asking him questions about, oh, have you seen the Sam Gagne Tampa Bay tribute video and highlight reel? That,
1: no, it really exists. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I thought my that was a God. joke. <laughs> you have to look it up. It's has gotta get out from underneath
0: on, the rock. I'm living under. Yeah,
1: it's on. It's on. Uh, posted it up. It's like thirty seconds long, <laughs> so it's quick. It's quick and to the point, but it's pretty funny. You got to watch it. This is the Sam Gagne, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, they they were saying they were asking if uh, if he's eligible to play in a
0: alumni
1: uh, An alumni game. An alumni <laughs> game. <laughs> well, just you know, who was it? Was it Peverly? that came to the Blackhawks and got traded a day later or something. Marty Reisner. Oh yeah, yeah, Marty yeah. Reisner. Yeah, yeah. So you know, they, he could come back in a Hawks. Uh, he he could go sign autographs down at the the uh, the alumni table.
0: People be lining up for hours on that one.
1: Yeah, the Marty Reasoner uh, Marty Reasoner Day. Let's
0: make sure we get uh get this straight too. It's now the Arizona Coyotes. So if you say Phoenix, you got to put a dollar in the jar.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're now because Arizona. That's really going to change because the they haven't been problems. in Phoenix for
0: years. <laughs> yeah. It's really going to change the attendance problem as
1: well. It's going to do absolutely nothing. But hey, <laughs> nice marketing ploy, guys. Yeah. So anyone that registered any kind of name or any kind of blog, they had to do it Phoenix. Now, now it's all irrelevant. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Thanks, coyotes.
0: <laughs> How many more <laughs> years till we're talking about relocation with them again? Two? Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like eighteen. They're going to be probably to leave. like, what, 12 months from now? A year from now? Yeah,
1: they're going to be begging to leave. <laughs> They'll be up in Seattle or Quebec. Probably Seattle. Or even Hamilton, who knows. It'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Breer was traded to Colorado for Parento. I don't know what that's all about. Breer is old. While he does produce in the playoffs, he's old you're too old, <laughs> you know, I, I don't get it, but whatever, uh, you know, good for Montreal for picking up Parento. And in a, you know, in a, in a side note to that, Parento used to be a Blackhawk and. And he also Mon- went
0: by a different name too.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That too. And he used to be in the Blackhawk system. And then of course, you know, you know, Bergevin uh, used to be, in the Blackhawks system so versions uh familiar with him somewhat. Uh
0: he's got a he's got a great stat line with the Hawks. The uh as we knew him as Pierre Parentau. Yeah, yeah the Hawks. A total of five games and one assist. So yeah.
1: <laughs> his glorious Blackhawks career. He's gonna be at the alumni table too. His
0: his career in uh, Norfolk didn't look that bad. Yeah well kinda like kinda like Marty Saint Pierre.
1: Yeah. Yeah Saint Pierre or uh Chianta, or it Chianta, is it Chianta, Chiantola, or whatever?
0: Oh, Petri Contiola. Yeah, Contiola,
1: oh, yeah. who just resigned? I think it was with Anaheim, wasn't it? I
0: think so. He's back
1: in the United States, yeah. <laughs> he, he left uh, Rockford on bad terms. So Most people do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Rockford, Rock Vegas, yeah. you know.
0: My one trip to Rockford, it was if the uh, Ice Hogs won, you got a free Sunday or something like that at Culver's the next day. I couldn't even enjoy that because I had to leave right after the game and come back here.
1: I've been to Rockford <laughs> quite a few times. I actually, for a while, dated a girl that lived in Rockford. And uh, so I had been. I, I actually. <laughs> uh, Ironically enough, with all the jokes about the Rockford Olive Garden, I've been to the Rockford Olive Garden. And, uh, I, yeah, I've been there a lot. I, I, not a lot, but I've quite a few times. Uh, so I have been to Rockford. And I was, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. It, you know, It actually is not a bad time when you're actually no. at the game. It it's is a, a pretty it, good time. It's a nice town out in the, but it's just in the middle of nowhere. That's, you know. So, you know, rock for people don't hate me. You can still listen to the Shoutcast. Well, I, re- I remember, too, I had a guy sitting next
0: to me. He goes, y'all from Chicago? And I'm, like, looking at him. What gave it away? I'm wearing a Marcus Kruger Blackhawks jersey. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'd like to get to a game out there. I'm like, it's an hour
1: away. Yeah, poor Chris Block. He's got to go out there, like, regularly <laughs> and cover that team. With the coverage, I, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he manages it because it's it's, it's like pride swallowing. <laughs> So anyway, let's move on. Um, those were just some quick trades. We'll, 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 you know, there's a lot more trades to that. Um, quick league news. Um, the biggest league news uh, is the cap. Uh, just the day before the cap, it was announced that it's only going to be sixty-nine million. We were, uh everyone was kind of expecting it to be about seventy-one or seventy-one and a half million. Um, it came in, uh, you know, about. $2 million lower than uh, expected. So that kind of threw a wrench in a lot of people's plans. Well, everyone's running around saying, hey, do you think that Bowman and the rest of the guys didn't know this was coming? Well, maybe they didn't know it was coming, but um, I'm sure it changed a lot of their plans. So, I'm sure
0: you had to, you had that in the back of your mind that it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, to me, it was just you know the, the past contracts that if Bowman was supposed to be this cap genius, you would have think that you know he built that into some of these contracts that he handed out. But whatever, it is what it is. There's no sense bitching and moaning about it.
1: Yeah. Well, since you brought it up, um, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, and I, I said something like this to someone on Twitter or maybe yesterday or something like that. While his trades leave a lot to be desired. Um, I don't know that there's any really serious trades that he's made where I can say, hey, the Blackhawks just stole shit. Um, signing players or re-signing players, he's done a decent job. Uh, we'll get more into a lot of the detail of it, but um, he's gotten a lot of hometown discounts. Sure, there's a couple deals out there that aren't all that great, but there are some like the Jamerson deal. That are just excellent deals. Uh, uh, The new Regan deal is pretty good. The new Richards deal is really good. So he is pretty good negotiating um, free agent or uh, you know renegotiating uh, RFA deals. So I'll give him credit on that. The trade, I give him a a lot of
0: credit, a lot of credit on that uh, Johnerson one.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Johnerson one was a steal. Yeah, Uh, you know, but he kind of took it in the ass on the. On the Crawford one, he kind of took it in the ass on the Bickle one. Both of those, you know, based on the market, it is, you know, it kind of, you you know, if they went out on the market, they probably would have got the same thing somewhere else if you look at the way contracts are. So,
0: I mean, you're probably just banking on the cap going up, you know, significantly now, but it's a tough gamble to take, but, you know, in the end, I guess I could live with it for now, but. I just I'm worried that uh, that window is starting to close on the Hawks being
1: a year-in-year-out contender. Yeah, well, based on the Western Conference, I mean, Jesus, you could think they're going to be pulling fans, you know, by the dozens, by the hundreds of thousands. The way they're going, I mean, the way they've stacked up uh, in this free agent period is crazy. But uh, well, that's again, you know, more that we'll get we'll get to a little bit further down the road. Uh, The last bit of league news, uh, Hall of Fame inductees, Uh, Roenick missed, he'll get in. I'm not too (laughs) worried about that. Um, Hasek, Madano, or Hasek, Madano, Forsberg, Blake, Coach Pat Burns, which is good to see, you know. Finals. uh, Yeah, referee uh, Bill McCreary all got in. Um, I've always been a Hasek fan. And uh, believe it or not, it, you, you could call me a liar. You could call me call bullshit on me. Um, I was a huge Hasek fan from the instant the Blackhawks acquired his rights. I heard this is before the internet. This is you know the late '80s. Um, I had heard that the Blackhawks had in their system the best goalie in the world, quote unquote. This is before the internet. This is before all the bullshit, all the twed- Twitter. Uh, I had, you know, heard something about the Hawks having the best goalie in the in the world, in their system. And when I heard he was coming over, you know, I was just immediately a big fan of his. Well, again, I was a big fan of Belfort, too. It was the, you know, it was, it was a nice problem to have with the Hawks having Belfort and Hasek. But Hasek, you know, he's unconventional. I play an unconventional game, not because I try to do that, just because I don't have the talent to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know uh you could i my game is probably somewhere in the middle between Hashik and Belfour, <laughs> almost exactly right in the middle. there's you can't guess what I'm gonna do just because I don't know what I'm gonna do, so uh you know they were big in both Belfour and Hashik were big inspirations uh I don't care where Hashik went after the Blackhawks um I always wanted them to keep', them, but they knew they couldn't but you know. He's a he was a great goalie. And he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So he played like what, well into his forties, which for goalies and their knees and their bodies, that's commendable.
0: Not to mention the hips either. That's the one of the first things to go. Uh-huh. And I, I'll take your word for it on the Hasek thing. Considering when the Hawks drafted him, I hadn't been born yet. <laughs> yeah. And I when was... he was when he was named the top player in the Czech League, I yeah. was one. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah so
1: i'll take your word for it <laughs> well i will tell you it was it was a completely different world back then and uh i was you know grammar late or, uh junior high high school in that time uh when hasha came around i was what a junior in high school ninety one when they played for the cup ninety one i was yeah the spring of uh spring of ninety one i was a junior in high school so You know, I I knew what was going on, and I was a fan, but, you know, I was a high school kid, and uh, it was a long time ago. If you look at the pictures, it makes me feel old, but, uh, yeah, good for Hashem. He deserves it. Um,
0: So, I really can't uh, disagree with this Hall of Fame class. If there's one I would say is, you know, one I didn't think probably would get in was Rob Blake right away, but... Uh, no, no real complaints on there. McCreary was always a, a well-respected referee, and yeah. then Pat, Pat Burns, I think we all agree, should have been in a long time ago. I,
1: it, yeah, there was, there was. I know there was a grudge against him with vote, with a, a particular person. I, I don't know the exact details. If you listen to America versus Wisniewski, they know it better than I do. But um, I know there was some kind of grudge against him of why he hadn't been in already, but. It was. It's a slam dunk. He should have been. You know, he mm-hmm. should have been in right away. So, but you know, good for these guys. Congratulations to them. Former Blackhawk Dominic Kashik, while he wasn't, uh, he wasn't with them long. He provided a couple of highlights in that uh, that cup run in '91 against uh, Yager. So uh,
0: Mike McDonald should get in just for his appearance in the Mighty Ducks.
1: It was fantastic. <laughs> or or marrying uh what was what was her name uh
0: Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh She was hot.
1: Very hot. name now. She yeah, she just made a bunch of music videos where she's half naked making out with girls. <laughs> hey. <laughs> More power to you, dude. Yeah. Uh, the only reason he shouldn't have made it in the Hall of Fame is that last year with the Red Wings. Yeah, cuz that was just a bunch seen. of bullshit.
0: Yeah, that that ruins the uh, the hockey card for me on the back when you see. Yeah, I know with him it says Minnesota, but we all know Minnesota, dell same franchise. And then yeah. last year, Detroit. Like, come yeah. on, it just kills it for me.
1: Yeah, so that's that's the league news. But let's get in. Let's get into. Uh, let's dive into the Blackhawks. We're you know, we're thirty minutes in already. We didn't even really talk much about the Blackhawks. So uh, there's you know a, a good deal to talk about. Um, it was announced, because uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked, it was announced that the uh, Blackhawks are going to be in another Winter Classic, which is cool. It's pretty badass. This time it's going to be in Washington, uh, in the, uh, whatever park the Nationals play in. I don't even know. Uh, I think it's just Nationals Park, to yeah, be honest. I, I, it's baseball, it's and a, at this it's point It's a relatively
0: in time, new, uh, new stadium, I think.
1: Yeah, I stopped watching baseball, like, you know, half a dozen years ago, just because it bored the fuck out of me. Um, but yeah, cool, man. You know, hey, they're going to be in a Winter Classic. I don't care if it's here or there. Uh, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be the way team. And, you know, the side note also to this is that, you know, Washington went out and signed a bunch of players. This was after they were announced that they were going to be in the Winter Classic. So they're going to be a considerably better team this year. You know, you got Ov versus Taves and Kane. Uh, it, you know, there's going to be some storylines here to go on, and uh, on top of it, HBO 24 seven. The Blackhawks are going to be in it. Uh, it's going to be cool. You know, it's going to be cool for the Blackhawks fans to watch 24 seven and see the see the Blackhawks in it. You're probably not going to see anything controversial. You're not going to see you know any Brizgalov moments. You're not going to see anything controversial because the Blackhawks control their players like the Gestapo. So the, you're not going to see anything crazy or out of you know. You're going to see Jonathan Tate's, I love my team. <laughs> They're great players. We got to go out there and play hard. You know, it's just going to be it's going to be read practically off a of script. But that's just because they've been trained that way, you know, from from uh, McDonough down on down. So you know what, but whatever. You're gonna to get to see more Blackhawks. You're gonna to to see exposure. Jerseys are gonna get sold. Great, you know. We all want the Blackhawks to to succeed. So,
0: I think the biggest disappointment for me at being on uh, with the Hawks being on 24 seven is you know playing the Capitals. We don't get to see Bruce Boudreaux do another tirade. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna miss.
1: I want to see what. Uh, the Catfish Boy does from the Capitals, their new coach, Barry Trotz. I want to see this guy. I want to see what happens, what he does on 24-7. I'm very curious to see because that guy's a curious person. So I'm actually probably more concerned about what I'm going to see from the, you know, the Capitals' side of things.
0: That's just pure, yeah, for me it's just pure entertainment. You know, whatever I see, it's... I'll take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good for the It makes Bycocks, it, makes it, it
0: interesting, lake. you know, to see the guys uh, with their personalities outside the rink sometimes. But other than that, if unless you get a Brzezgala moment or a Boudreau moment, or even last year, I think it was Babcock when he kind of went nuts on the camera, those are the moments you remember, and that's all. Everybody should just be honest. That's the moment you're looking for is who's going to have a meltdown during the— uh, during an episode,
1: yeah, I mean you know Quenville has his meltdowns, <laughs> so you just you just we're just all hoping we're we got our fingers crossed, we've got our toes crossed, we're just hoping for a Quenville meltdown, unlike Christopher Steig, <laughs> if he's still around. What about Brandon Bolick? Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, ah. <laughs>
0: Come on! Oh,
1: you, you caught me off guard on that one too soon. Yeah, too soon. <laughs> oh, the fangirlies are going to be so upset.
0: If anybody gets a
1: chance, you should read uh,
0: the guys from Hockey Night and those retweets from Saturday were fantastic. He
1: he did it again. I think he was doing it again uh, Sunday and Monday. He was he. Oh my he, god! It was forklift hilarious. from Hockey Night. The guy. He retweets all the, and people probably think, like, oh, well, he's retweeting it because he likes it too. No, he's retweeting it because he's making fun of (laughs) you. It was, you know, it was 90%, you know, high school girls. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Brandon Bollig's gone. The guy's a fourth line guy who played three minutes a game and did absolutely nothing. He got seven goals because he was playing behind an extremely talented team. Good luck in Calgary, Brandon Bollig. You know what the best part is about my
0: trip to Rockford? It was Brandon Bullard poster night, so I have one of them.
1: You know, maybe one of these days we'll give it away or something. We'll have a contest and give it away. How about that? He's
0: rocking number 18 in an Ice Hogs uniform. I'm like, yeah, that's the closest you're ever going to get to wear a number 18 in a jersey that oh, looks like a
1: Blackhawks oh. jer- uh, jersey. That is sacrilege. <laughs> Oh my brother! My brother's having a heart attack at this point in time because Dennis Savard was his favorite player. My brother, my brother's gonna fall down and die. I
0: have to. I'll pull it out uh, and put it on Twitter either tomorrow or Friday. I gotta find it. It's in a box somewhere, but I know I didn't get rid of it just for that reason. I'm like, this is gonna be hilarious one day. Oh, my brother Scott, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear
1: that. Oh God.
0: I'll make sure I include you on the uh the tweets. Oh, so. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. There will be
1: a retweet going on with that. So everyone look out for that. <sighs> Maybe Fork will uh, retweet that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll send it on to Fork He's a good guy. <laughs> if he doesn't uh, CT will over there. Uh, yeah. Someone will pass that uh, that information on. Um, that was
0: the greatest news I could have woken up to on Saturday morning. It was like 10:45. I heard my phone do the duck quack for the text message alert, I looked at the alarm clock. I'm like, 1045, the draft's been going on for almost two hours. I'm like, I guarantee you the Hawks made a trade. So a half hour later, I finally got my hungover ass out of bed, and I walked over to my phone, and I thought I was dreaming. Brandon Bowling kept it traded. Somebody was playing a cruel joke on me, but it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it feels either him or Versteeg, one of the two.
1: Ugh. It's, I still don't think anyone's going to take it for Stieg. Well, you know, Bowman's worked some magic to get, to get someone, Brian Burke, to... Uh,
0: Let him go play for uh, Mark Crawford in uh, Switzerland or whatnot.
1: God, I mean, God bless Brandon Bowley. I mean, he's made a career for himself, blah, blah, blah. This He's a nice guy. Everyone likes him, but he's not a good hockey player. <laughs> he's just not a good hockey player. There's a lot of nice people out there, but they're not good hockey players. You know, I mean, he's a face pun. He's a face puncher and a and, and mediocre. one Wanted that.
0: I don't know who it was. I was listening to the hockey night podcast. I think it was last week, and somebody brought up the point: Bowling doesn't even win the fights that he's in.
1: I mean, it- he hangs in there, but it's not like he, you know, he doesn't do a John Scott to anyone. He doesn't no. pummel anyone. And if you and if he gets anywhere close to a win, he's taking a beating himself. You know, he just hangs in there long enough for the other guy to get tired of punching <laughs> him in the mouth. Ugh, whatever, you know, he he he's going to be making over a million dollars a year in Calgary. <laughs> it sucks
0: that he just bought a condo in Chicago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just Yeah, I you know, all the your River North hussies are going to be very upset. <laughs> and then when Patrick Sharp goes, they're not going to have anyone to follow around.
0: Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah
1: uh <laughs> on that note um <laughs> the uh the Blackhawk schedule was, was released and I'll be honest with you I did not even really look at it um if you know of any you know notable dates I don't because there was just so many other things going on I didn't have time to really scour through it
0: I'll be honest on my one of my last uh punk ran articles I did I'm like, I better include something about the schedule just to make it look like I was paying attention when I really wasn't. I think the Kings come to town once, and it's at the end of March. That's about the only thing I took from the schedule.
1: Yeah, we'll just gloss over that because it's, I mean. uh...
0: I think that the Hawks play the Kings in late January in L.A. And then the Winter Classic, obviously. Other than that, eight-game homestand in February. I've never really heard of that one before, so.
1: Well, you know. yeah, i got to see when the when the uh, circus trip is, but...
0: I it know. doesn't... I think it's only a six game, I think. I'm not 100% sure.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun with Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim, L.A. Well, Vancouver, whatever, but... You know.
0: That's going to take some time getting used to Ryan Miller in Vancouver.
1: Yeah, that's pretty weird, but... He's getting uh, Ryan Miller and Corey Crawford. Are making the same amount of money? <laughs> Think about that. Let that sink in for a little while.
0: All right, now you're making me look like a
1: jackass because <laughs> I said the Crawford deal was horrible. Yeah. All right, uh, it's a
0: Lake that I have an issue with on
1: Crawford. Yeah, well, me too. Yeah, for me, me too. Yeah, the the turn the on that somewhere somewhere along the line people are going to be wanting to get out of that. It may be Crawford if if the beat balls get their way. Uh big news Blackhawks news uh Duncan Keith uh with his second Norris trophy and as the guys at Hockey Night pointed out any person who has two Norris trophies is in the Hockey Hall of Fame so you can pretty much punch Duncan Keith's card when he retires he will be in the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame which you know hey good for him man we got to watch Duncan Keith's entire career and uh we got to complain about him for a lot of it. <laughs> so because
0: I'm really looking forward to hearing Pat Foley say Norris Trophy, winning, Norris trophy winner Duncan Keith again, you
1: know. Oh, Another well, year of that. Well, after last time, I wanted to <laughs> stick hot pokers in my ears because he played such a horrible... You know, that next year he played horribly. It took him like two years to recover from 2010. And... uh Let's hope it doesn't take him 2 years to recover from this year. Uh good for him. He's, you know, he's a good defenseman and everything. He's a good
0: player. I I'm not his biggest fan, but you know, I'm not going to discredit the guy. He's a good pot hockey player. He's just like I, one of my
1: favorites. I think he's going to get a lot more credit once he's gone. You're, you're going to really realize what we have here. Right now, we've got it where we we've got the luxury of having a lot of great players and we can pick and, you know, we can nitpick people, but You know, there are 29 other teams in this league that would die to have Duncan Keith making, what, $5 million a year? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a
0: really good kit. $5.5
1: million a year. There is not a team in this league that would not want Duncan Keith for $5 million right now.
0: Based on what uh, Erhoff and Willie Mitchell got, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. I'm trying to get to that Florida subject really quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have plenty of time for that, I think. Um, you know, uh, Taves didn't get his... He didn't get any awards. Dustin Brown wins the Messier Award. The, the awards itself were a fucking joke. They were just pathetic. Uh, it's uncomfortable. It's like watching someone get roasted... Only the guys that are getting roasted aren't in on the joke. Uh, whatever the NHL thinks they're doing, that is uh, something's wrong, because it's just uncomfortable to watch. All of it is. It's just something's got to change because uh, the NHL awards is just. well, I watched it, only because I do what I do. Uh, if if I if I didn't do what I do, I would have turned it off, because it's just uncomfortable to watch. You know, you got these celebrities who aren't really fans who do and say what they say. You got these uncomfortable players standing up there, and you know the the thing that really pisses me off about these awards. And uh, I'm glad, (laughs) kind of glad we got into this because I was thinking about it while I was watching it is, you know, Ovechkin wins an award. You go you go to uh, interview Ovechkin, he can barely speak English. He can't get, a, you know, he, he can't get a well-thought-out comment out. He just stumbles through the, you know, the English language, and it's not, there's, you know, people are uncomfortable watching this. Why are you gonna do this to people who can barely speak the goddamn language? I don't get gotta, it. Gotta get a Michael, Michael for a leak interview. <laughs> as smart the, as the, the NHL best. has been, <laughs> as smart as the NHL has been about stuff, about a lot of things, this is one thing they fail miserably at. Interviewing foreign players is completely ridiculous. No one wants to watch some guy fumble through the English language and and try to try to answer questions He, he can't even answer the questions properly because it is, you know he doesn't understand the language that well and it's not his fault it's not Alex Ovechkin's fault It's not any of these players' fault that they can't uh, you know speak the language that well. You know what if you sent me over to Sweden, I would be able to speak the speak the language well either no matter how long I was there. I may be able to fumble through some terms or whatever the case is, which is what they do. I don't get it. I I just don't get it. Uh, You know, if if it's Alex Ovechkin, don't ask him any questions or prep him ahead of time. Prep him well ahead of time. Maybe they do prep him and he isn't smart enough to remember it. But the way it looks to me is they just basically throw a microphone in his face and, and say, here, talk. It it pisses me off because it makes the league look bad.
0: Now, I will uh, confess I did not really watch the awards in depth. I turned it on here and there. And I kind of got the same vibe from it that it's just not a very well thought up idea to do on TV because, like you said, the language barrier. And it does make the, the league look stupid to an extent.
1: Yeah, it, it does, you know, Alex Ovechkin is one of the most dynamic players in the league. He can't speak the English or speak the language very well. Don't force him to be uncomfortable in front of the camera. It's not making you look good. It's one thing
0: if you're at, you know, celebrating a, a Stanley Cup championship and, hey, let's bring the guy over from, you know, Slovakia who can't speak English and let him say a few words. Then it's funny because it's, you know, it, it's your team that's being celebrated. And he won the championship, so who the hell cares what anybody else thinks then. And you're having fun. But to do it on, like, the whole stage thing with the, you know, you're celebrating the awards and everything, it, it's not a, the smartest idea in the world.
1: No, it's, it's uncomfortable for the host, the guy who's got to ask the question, because then he's got to try and, you know, coax the guy through it. It's uncomfortable for the people who are watching it. It's uncomfortable for the person who's answering the question. It's uncomfortable for everyone. You're not accomplishing anything here. While you're getting the guy's face on TV, sure, show the guy's face all you want. But when you're going to make him answer questions, he can't elaborate in a language that's not his natural language. So you're better off just having him answer the questions and ha- and putting subtitles underneath it. Honestly, you really are. Because he yeah. could at least get a you know a more realistic and more honest answer out of the guy instead of some canned answer that he stumbles through because he can't even speak the language, whatever. Uh, it's aggravating, you know. Touch a nerve on that one? <laughs> it did, really did. I mean, there's a lot of nerves to be touched based on the week that I've had. So, like, you know, enjoy the entertainment, folks, because this is going to be an entertaining one. And we're not even halfway through all of the stuff that we want to talk about. Got you know, and 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 that is the special segments aside if we even get to those this week. So, yeah. yeah that, that
0: might be, uh, yeah, <laughs> leave it at
1: that. <laughs> I don't know. I might be having such a good time. We're 48, 40, almost 50 minutes in. I That's might be... Uh, Who
0: cares about work tomorrow? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's 4th of July coming up. Who cares? Exactly. Be hungover and tired and whatever. It's basically so. the, the end
0: of the the whole season then for hockey because I saw on Twitter after last night, everybody basically was saying, all right, see you in September. It was all like the guys from Sportsnet and everything. So yeah. it's basically over, folks, after uh, after the 4th of July. Yeah,
1: it's going to be quiet and there's only going to be you know, people like me or you paying attention.
0: Until you get that random ass trade where you're going, what the hell?
1: Yeah, like Chris Versteeg or Michael Roosevelt or Patrick Sharp, which we're all (laughs) hoping for. Uh, Unfortunately, this year, uh, you know, usually usually prospect camp has been a little closer to the draft, but um, it's like next week, I believe. I'm not going to get to go to prospect camp this year based on, you know, the work situation and everything. I won't be able to go, but. The past couple of years, I've gone, uh, you know, at least two of the five days, and I gotta say, you know, if you can uh, if you can get there, it's really worth going to. If you want want to know or want to see for yourself what Hawks prospects and draft picks um, are doing, and what they look like, and how they skate, it, you when you see it in front of your face, you can really. Form an opinion by looking at stats, you can't necessarily form an opinion, but when you see a lot of these guys, uh, you know a prime example is uh, Victor Svedberg. Um, I know uh, some of his family follow me on uh, Facebook and probably Twitter as well. Uh, I've actually kind of been a fan of Svedberg uh, the past couple of years. you know he's a six foot nine defenseman from Sweden, you know kind of in the mold of a very poor man's Chara. But, um, I'm glad he got a chance. He played in Rockford last year, but I would have never known anything about Victor Svedberg if I didn't go to the prospect camp and watch him play and see that, you know what, for a six foot nine, 20 young, 21 year old, whatever he is that he can actually move his feet and he can actually, you know, he put John Scott to shame with, you know, he can move his feet as a defenseman. He's not the most fleet of foot, but you know, he's a decent mover, um, a couple of years back, I saw uh, Stephen after Johns was drafted. I saw him play in prospect camp. He was complete and utter dog shit. Terrible. He couldn't pass the puck. He couldn't receive the puck. He couldn't skate. He could barely stand up. I was so disappointed. One of the prospects that I was so disappointed in. And he went back to Notre Dame. He honed his skills, and last year he came back. It was a complete nutter beast. Um, so, you know, it's things like that, that, you know, you're not going to see unless you go out there with your own eyes, um, you know, and watch it uh, while not everyone is an, you know, a talent evaluator and I'm not going to go out there and say I'm the greatest talent, talent evaluator, but I coached hockey for 12 years. I could pick up things here or there. I'm not, I'm not going to be an NHL scout any day, but I can see things and notice things with players. So, you know, that's kind of like my element. I really enjoy doing it. I wish I could do it this year, but I can't uh, based on the draft, though. I don't know. That, I don't know entirely. The only thing I'm going to be missing is that uh, Tevu is going to be there, which he wasn't last year. And I'm going to kind oh. of miss watching Tevu completely clown every prospect at that camp.
0: And then you're all you're going to hear about, oh, this kid's ready. Yeah. Oh, he's playing other prospects, so I'm not going to get too excited.
1: Yeah, and two years ago, I watched him completely clown every prospect in that camp. He was far and above the best player in that camp. Uh, he just would he he would just go end to end right through everyone like it, like they were standing still. And he's going to do it again this year because he's got two more years of experience. So, go I'm going to go on record. Tevus going to go out and completely clown everyone in prospect camp, and everyone's going to you know. Everyone's going to Bukaki all over him, and they're going to want him at. They're going to put him at second line center, and uh, Brad Richards is going to be a fourth line center, and it's going to be a whole thing.
0: Can I ask who started the whole taboo as a second line center? Answer:
1: Isn't uh, is isn't he a natural winger? No, he actually well he's he actually is a natural center. He is was he? drafted as a yeah. center, but the Blackhawks are probably going to break him in as a wing. Just to, you know, you don't want to put the, he's just 20, 21 years old. He's coming over from Europe. Do you necessarily want to throw him in a, a position where he's got to be a solid two-way player? Or do you want to throw him at Wigan where he can, he can actually, if he needs to, he can take a shift. He can kind of slack for a little bit. Hang out at the blue line, wait for a pass out. You know, what, when he he can see the game happening in front of him. I don't know that you necessarily want to throw him in an important position like second line center. Just yet. But that's me.
0: Hey, You know my opinion about the second line center and him.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, well, we'll you know.
0: Get I any, think he's a better winger than, you know, a second line center in the NHL. Well, yeah, yeah. That's I, my opinion on that. I'll
1: get a little more a little more into my opinion on that uh, coming up. I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, let's get to the Hawks free agent signings. Yeah. Um, once uh, free agency opened and everyone just started signing, it was just complete and a complete bedlam. Uh, the people were just signing within minutes. It was just Twitter was on fire. Uh, you know, TSN had to be going crazy or Sportsnet or whatever, who, whoever's got it now. It just had to be going crazy because it was just signing after signing after signing after signing it was just, they couldn't even keep up with it. It was going on so fast. Um, and then the Blackhawks announced their big signing, Peter Regan. <laughs> now, while any of us in the know, really, really weren't surprised that Peter Regan was, you know, we know the Blackhawks are up against the cap. We know Peter Regan was a pretty decent player. Stan brought him back for, you know, a, Chop change. He could fill in at forward. He could fill in anywhere at forward. He could play wing. He could play center. Um, he, Bowman trusts him enough that where he could actually, you know, play. Whatever.
0: It's not that bad of a signing. No, to be honest. With he no, was all. He was all right. It was just ridiculous to have him as a second line center for a few games last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we were talking about a guy who wasn't the second-line center on the Rangers. Well, the Rangers didn't make it to the comp He wasn't doing anything. No, I mean, not the Rangers, the Islanders, I'm sorry. He came from the Islanders. Um, but he still wasn't doing anything there either. Uh, so that was, you know, I, I almost kind of thought the Hawks were done for the day, you know.
0: I fell in that same trap,
1: too. Yeah, I was like, you know... It was just too quiet on the. It's on too the Hawks, quiet. Right? The Hawks are up against cap. What are they going to do? Who are they going to sign? You know, with the ridiculous uh, numbers that were being thrown around, who are the Hawks going to throw any money at? You know, they assigned they signed a couple AHL uh, guys who will never see in Blackhawks uniforms. They'll show up to uh, to the training camp festival, uh, and they won't be seen seen or heard from again. Uh, Scott Darling, who's a guy from the Lamont area, he's a goalie. He just provides depth. Not much depth, but he provides depth. Uh, Cody Bass, who was in the uh, Blue Jacket system, he's a face puncher. Along with Pierre Cedric Labre, I believe, is I know, if that's how you pronounce his name. Both guys, minor league face punchers. You're not going to see much about them.
0: It certainly sounds French, so Labre sounds you think? correct. You think it might be
1: French-Canadian? <laughs> <laughs>
0: How long until he goes PC LaBriere to go up through the uh, PA Parent, though, shortening of the name?
1: The good part um, that Chris Block brought up uh, the other day, he was on on another podcast, is that uh, while Bass and LaBrie are uh, their enforcers, their face punchers, that's what they are, that's what they do. Um, That makes you start to embrace... The Brandon Manshitter, uh, <laughs> the Brandon Man- Brandon Manshitter uh, time in in uh, in a Blackhawks uniform, which is probably what we're going to see uh, with Bullock gone. Uh, and this is a good time, a good segue to probably bring up the Brandon Bullock thing. Uh, Bullock, of course, was uh, how Bowman flipped Bullock for a third-round draft pick, I don't know. But, hey, more power to him, man. If you were able to get a third-round draft pick for Brandon Bull, like, uh, you know, hey. The best part was is Friday
0: night after the Hawks did nothing and they lost out on Kessler, I just ripped into Stan Bowman on Puck Rant in one of my articles. And yeah. then 12 hours later after I hit the post article button he goes and trades Bollig for a third round pick. I'm like, son of a bitch, I don't hit the delete button now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have one thing. Brandon Bollig, you had a you know, you 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 wowed all the high school girls and all the meat meatballs here. This is my one farewell to you. You are a meathead. I <laughs> am meathead dead from the neck up. That's for you. Brandon Bollig that There you go. Enjoy your number 52 in a Calgary Flames jersey.
0: You know what uh, the best part is, too? is I was reading on the, the Calgary Flames uh, Facebook page. It's, it, why do you do,
1: like, do this yourself?
0: And people were saying, oh, look at the Chicago fans coming out and trashing them. Stay classy, Chicago. I'm like, give it 10 games, and you'll see what we're talking
1: about. It's not... Here. <laughs> We're on, we're on your side guys <laughs> you're gonna hate them you're, you're, you're gonna have 20 you're gonna have a hundred high school girls that are gonna be in love with them and, and uh, you know a uh, three dozen meatballs that, that want them to play and and uh, the rest of the world is gonna look at them and be like what the fuck is this we give them a third round pick for this.
0: I, I have my own. else to add to that <laughs> i
1: I have my own personal reasons for liking Brian Burke um, because I find him funny. I find him completely hilarious, and I do know a family member of his uh, who's a friend of the family and I'd like to meet the guy someday because I find him completely hilarious. every interview you ever watch with Brian Burke. Where he completely fucking trolls all of the people. Like so Brian Burke, blah 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 blah. What do you think? And he's like, Yeah. <laughs> and then he just he, he just he completely fucks with everyone, and I love that about him. But the way he put he's putting this team together it just leaves so much to be desired. And and I I've said it before and I've been made no secret about it. In the eighties, I was a Kerry Flames fan. When they went to the Cup in 86, when Mike Vernon, Mike Vernon's my my all-time favorite player, Mike Vernon. Uh, I love the guy. He was a rookie then. He was a rookie the same year as Wah. They went to the Cup, and uh, Vernon lost. But I, Mike Vernon was always my favorite player after that. And they won the Cup in 89 with Mike Vernon. I was a huge Calgary Flames fan. And while I was a Blackhawks fan too, but I was a Calgary Flames fan. I still own an old Calgary Flames jersey with Mike Vernon's number, name and number on it. And uh, I don't know what he's going to do with this team. I mean, he's just got a bunch of face punchers on the team, and I don't know what that's going to accomplish. Because in this league, that's so fast, the Black Arts are going to skate around these guys like they're you know, like, like, like they're pylons. I mean, I I don't get what he's doing. It's if you're building a team in 1989, okay. If you're building a team in 2014-15, Brandon Bollig, yikes. I was going to say,
0: Westgarth is in uh, UFA right now, but for a second there, wasn't the Calgary Flames fourth line looking like Brian McRatten, Brandon Bollig, and Kevin Westgarth? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I, I... this is not the AHL or the What ECHL. do you do with that? What do you do with that? <laughs> I mean, Hang on, let me do some quick math here. I mean, you, Bowling look, is the sixth highest paid forward on Calgary.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, let's not forget Derek England. <laughs> so not only do you have three forwards that are just face punchers, you're going to have... You know, some defenseman. Derek England, that's making almost $3 million a year, is a face puncher.
0: And then you got Ladislav Speed who likes to get punched in the face and not punch back.
1: You know, Jonas Hiller is going to look at Brian Burke about 25 games in the season. He's going to pull him by the tie and be like, what the fuck did you do to me?
0: <laughs> did you hear what Hiller said about uh, fans in Anaheim, though? Oh no, I didn't. You can "Only I imagine." I did not see the press conference or anything, but I just saw the title of it, and I want to say it was on Sportsnet or the Score in Canada. It said Hiller. It's going to be nice to play in a city where the fans actually care about hockey. Ouch! Yeah, I would probably be salty too if I got benched for a couple of rookie goalies in the playoffs.
1: Well, yeah, Hiller Hiller got the shaft. He got the he really got the shaft in that. And he's not a bad goalie. He's a good goalie. I would have taken him. So anyway. Still a uh,
0: right handed catching goalie,
1: man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, full right love, baby. <laughs> right here. How many lefties you don't have many lefties in the league. My my boy Jonas Hiller, he's he's holding up his end of the bargain. And he's in Calgary now. I may have to get a Jonas Hiller jersey. But he may, he's actually making pretty good money. I mean, uh, pretty uh, he's he's not making what is he? He's two years at four and a half million. That's not too bad. No, that's not bad. all. I can I get a. Like he's get, probably paid a
0: little higher because uh, Calgary's in the rebuild and got has to get to the salary cap floor. Yeah, good
1: for you know, good for him, a Jonas Hiller. He deserves to get you know he deserves to have a starting job somewhere because he got the fucking shaft and. Uh, and Anaheim. Yeah, everybody talks
0: about Reimer and Toronto and how he got the shaft. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, look at Look at Anaheim and, and
1: how they treated Hiller. Yeah, he was a good goalie, and he yeah. had really good stats in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, he just sit his ass for a rookie. <laughs> Not one, two. Yeah, <laughs> two rookies. <laughs> yeah, how does that how does that taste? That is a mouthful of shit right there.
0: You know, while we're on the subject of Calgary... I had to, after Bolig got, you know, they acquired Bolig. Yeah. It, it got me thinking, too. They also took Adrian coin off of our hands. <laughs> so you, what do you. we got to do to give them, to for them to take Chris Versteeg off of our hands?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, Brian Burke, please. Please, Brian Burke, take him.
0: I'll take
1: Blue Line Paint at this time, you know, at this time for Versteeg. Anything, anything. Just get him off the roster clear his money off i know it's only what 2 million 2.2 $2, whatever it is just yeah but anything. when you're 2.2 2
0: over you know over the cap right now like they are yeah it, it means something now
1: oh for sure yeah yeah that that money that's important money that's very important money at this point in time they have and to get under
0: and you can't help these you know just people are talking about well you could just scratch them if you're scratching a guy's making two point two million dollars, you got bigger problems to worry about than that. Well if you scratch him, he's still on the cap. Yeah, you can't do
1: you can't have guys making that much money being scratched. Even if you do, he's still against the cap. I mean it does you no good to just scratch him. You might as well play him at that fucking yeah. point. And somebody's gotta to to
0: take up those three minutes that ball of goose to
1: play. Oh <laughs> it's gonna be man shitter. <laughs> It's going to be a man shitter. I you guarantee that because uh, the Hawks are already making their way to to the uh, the man shitter uh, era in Chicago. Welcome to the man shitter era. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's circle back the <laughs> the, uh, the free agents. Blah 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 blah. We go we go down the line, and just as I'm about to leave work for the day, it's announced the Blackhawks signed Brad Richards. And I thought, oh shit, shit! My worst fucking nightmare. I'm running around the last three or four podcasts or uh, shoutcast podcasts, podcast that's hockey night, yeah, shoutcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, shoutcast that's me. Um, I'm running around the last couple shoutcasts and uh, saying, there's no way Brad Richards is coming to Chicago. It's just not happening. Too much money. He's too slow. Blah blah blah. You know, headlines: Brad Richards coming to Chicago. It shows exactly what I know, which is nothing. Uh you know, I in my defense, I you know, when I see Brad Richards assigned, I'm thinking three and a half, four million. You know, he's coming off as, of what, six and three quarter million or six and whatever he was, whatever he was making. So he's making like what six and a half? I
0: think what, it was some, six point six.
1: Yeah, six and wasn't it quarter. six
0: point six six? Because I thought we went. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is six yeah, sixty six. Yeah, it yeah. is six
1: sixty 6, 6, six. Which I'd read, you know, that that's kind of a cool cap hit, but, um, you know, you gotta think he's gonna, you know, what he takes two million off, you're gonna be making four million, and then the Hawks are way over the fucking cap. That's what I was when I when I was saying no. Um, you know. I, that's what I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning the Blackhawks saying to a two or three year deal and, you know, him making $4 million a year. I don't want to see that. I don't want that. What are we going to do with that? You know, the, the Blackhawks are going to be saddled with that albatross for three years. So that's what I was really worried about. And then they announced one year, $2 million. You know what? If you would have told me that up front, I wouldn't have been having a fucking aneurysm at work. Because one year, $2 million is no big deal.
0: The more I think about it, the more I like the signing now. Well, I mean... Just because it is a low risk. You know, it's making less money than Versteeg for crying out loud. Less cap hit than Versteeg. It's very low risk, if you ask me. If you just
1: compare people that are on the Blackhawks... That are making around the same amount of money as Brad Richards. Start at left wing. Um, Tevu, he's making one point three million. Everyone, you got Bickle and Shaw, or Bickle and Sharp, which are making over four million each. Uh, you know, Sharp's almost making six million. At center, you got uh, Andrew Shaw making two million dollars a year. Uh, other than that, Kruger is making one point three million, McNeil's making one point one million, uh, and on the wing you've got what for $2 million, 2.2 million, you got for Steag. Smith's making one and a half million. On defense, you've got uh let's see, Michael Roosevelt. He uh, Michael Roosevelt and Nicoletti are both making uh you know two point two and two point seven million, respectively. Uh You know, if you're going to throw Brad Richards, you know, a proven guy, Conn Smythe winner, yeah, he's slow. He's slow as dog shit. Not as slow as Michael Hansus, but he's close. He's coming up. He's creeping up on Michael Hansus' ass. $2 million for a year. I mean, even if he plays fourth line for three quarters, you know, for a quarter of the year, not three quarters, but for a quarter of the year and doesn't even play in the playoffs. $2 $2 million is $2 million. I mean, Michael Hanzo only made a million last year. You're not really losing a whole lot. So, hey, credit to Stan Bowman for for pulling this deal off because he's making over $4 million less than what he made last year. So,
0: I can't badmouth Bowman on that.
1: No, you know... I like I said. I when I was upset, I thought he, I thought we were looking at about two million dollars more a year. Once I found the once I found out the term and the the term and the numbers, you know, is second line center shielded behind Taves, playing with Kane possibly. Uh,
0: it's still an upgrade over Hansus, so... Oh, yeah. He he doesn't have the speed, but he has the playmaking abilities where Hanzus, he's seen better hands on a clock sometimes than his.
1: Even when Hanzus was at his prime, I don't know that he was necessarily as good as Brad Richards. He was a decent oh, player, but I don't know that he was Brad Richards. And if you look back on it, the Blackhawks were loosely courting Brad Richards a couple of years ago when he was a free agent. And now you get him for $2 million for one year. Basically the New York Rangers are paying his salary this year.
0: You know, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, they
1: are. I mean, w- w- the scheduled buyout is if you look on cap geek, I mean, you, you kind of got to look it up. Um, Somewhere on CapGeek, uh, you, there's the Brad Richards buyout, and I don't think that uh, he gets a ton of money this year. I think it's actually next year where he gets a ton of uh, ton of money. Look that up right now.
0: Wasn't it back when uh, Richards was? on Tampa, and they were looking to trade him at the deadline. I thought the Hawks had a deal in place to bring him here. Yes. And he wouldn't waive his no-trade clause.
1: Yes. I believe that was the case. Um If you follow Fifth Feather, who's a contributor at the Committed Indian, very, very important. If you guys aren't following him on Twitter, you should be. Very smart guy, um, knows his shit. He's been bringing this up incessantly. About that trade, where he wouldn't come to the Blackhawks, uh, you know. Now, 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 Brad Richards is just a little schmutz out of his face because here he is begging for a job for two million dollars a year. But yeah, here, here, here's the buyout. Just you know, for next year, um, the Rangers are paying three million dollars on top of the two million dollars that he's getting paid by the Blackhawks. Then the Rangers play another three million dollars. then in 2016-17, Brad Richards is going to get five million dollars from the Rangers <laughs> to not play for them and uh, you know after that until for what is that the next uh, what from 1718 to 2025 26 he's going to be getting paid a million dollars a year from the Rangers. So the New York Rangers are going to play for him are going to pay for him to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. And, you know, goddammit, I hope they win the goddamn cup. And the New York Rangers are paying Brad Richards' salary. And I hope he wins the Conn Smythe. Fuck everyone. Uh, You know, that's just, you know... I I just picked the wrong Richards when I was talking, (laughs) you know? I I was on the right track. I was on the right track. I said, you know, Richards... He may get bought out. He may take a cheap deal just to prove himself again. I had it all right. I just had the wrong Richards. You had the first name wrong. Yes, I had the wrong Richards. Well, and I, I also told
0: you. It. I told you that you jinxed it because when you talked, every time you talked about Brad Richards, you said there's not a chance in hell he's coming here. Yeah. You called it because you had to jinx it.
1: Yeah. Well, next year when it comes around, I'm not saying and I'm not saying anything about anyone. Yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Next year, if I do say that about anyone, you go to Vegas and bet on him signing with the Blackhawks <laughs> because that's pretty much what's going to end up happening. But, you know, hey, there's your new number 91, Brad Richards, number two center.
0: I'll be lining up for a Brad Richards jersey. You could count on that.
1: Yeah, yeah for one year. <laughs> so so you can go get like a, you know, $4 million somewhere else.
0: He's gonna oh, make three the, million. I'll buy
1: from the jersey. That's for sure. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> gonna, he's gonna make you know, th- what he's gonna make you know another four million somewhere else next year, and then he's gonna get you know another but three million from the Rangers. The, the, guy, the guy's banking. Yeah. What what does he got to worry about? He's making you know he's making a, at least a million dollars a year until twenty you know two thousand twenty five twenty six. What does he give a shit?
0: I just can't wait for the big old press conference and everything. When you know how McDonough and Jay Blunk have to do that, yeah, introduce their prize free agent.
1: Oh, they're going to wait for camp or uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the training camp festival or whatever. You know, they they throw that shit at the uh, that I've never been to at the hotel, so all the high school girls can go follow the players around. Yeah, I've never I've never been there either. No, I have no yeah. need for that. And the only way the only way I would go is if my kids wanted to go. Other than that, I have no need for any of that. It seems
0: like it would be cool to go for half half of the first day, maybe, and then that would be it.
1: It's all just fucking yucking, you know, yucking up, yuck, yuck 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 yuck. Ha 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 ha. You know, it's everyone puts on a happy face. and Blackhawks are great and. Eat their shit sandwich with a smile and whatever.
0: Well, I would actually like <clears> to go this year and really ask ask somebody on the Blackhawks. All right, seriously, how stupid was bowling? That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> and just want to hear the response that you get. Yeah. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. It's I, just that doesn't. I was to- surprised today when I listened to Merrick versus Wushinski. If you listen to today's. Jeff Merrick defended Brandon Bowling. Yeah. Can you believe it? I was like, I'm like, I'm going to turn this off. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, the game I went to, you know, Brandon Bollig, you know, pretty much settled Ryan Reeves down. I don't know what game he was watching because I've never seen that happen. I've seen Brandon Bollig. I mean, I listed somewhere how many majors he had, which was nothing. And uh, he only had, like, five fights the whole year long. I mean, what kind of enforcer is that? You know?
0: I've I really got to listen to that now on the way to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's right at the <laughs> beginning, too. So you can't miss it. But he mentions the Brandon Bullock trade. And he's like, you know, I know all the Chicago fans are being hard on him and da 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 da, da, da But, you know, i got to defend him a little bit. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. You know? <laughs> I don't agree with everyone all the time. I don't agree with all the committed Indian guys all the time. I don't create, I don't always agree with the Hockey Night guys all the time. I don't know. You know, that's part of the reason why you and I do what we do is because we don't always agree with everyone. We've got our own opinions. Yep. And I don't agree with Brandon Bowling at all.
0: I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt for a while, but then it just got to be too tiresome to try. I'm like, I'm not wasting my time defending this guy anymore.
1: Well, I mean, just the bottom line is, if he's good enough to play in the regular season, but he's not good enough to play in the playoffs, why is he on this roster? That's all you gotta say. He's yeah. not good enough to play in the playoffs. So why do you have him on this roster? You could have anyone out there to punch faces in the regular season. I think mean, the regular season is the regular season. As long as you make it to the playoffs. Really does it matter? You know, does it matter if you have the 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 president's trophy as you know, as compared to, you know, making it in as a six seed or it's not really that big a deal. It, it just went to go show with the playoffs this year that, you know, you're going to get a tough matchup no matter what. Look who the Blackhawks faced in the first round. You know? Yeah. <laughs> what if they would have been the eighth seed? You know? Would it have made a difference? You know? They might have played an easier opponent. So, you know... Whatever, as long as you make it in the playoffs, you make it the playoffs. It's silly to, to defend Brandon Bowling, a face puncher who plays three minutes a game. You know, I, he, can't,
0: he, I can't wait to boo him when
1: he comes back to Cal- when he comes back to Chicago. He's a nice guy. Oh I get so tired of hearing that. I don't care if he's a fucking nice guy. You know what? The guy working the fucking deli at the grocery store is a nice guy. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he can fucking play hockey. You know? Yep. <sighs> It's, it's, it, it, you know, uh, <laughs> it's infuriating. It I is for, fucking I infuriating.
0: what show it is, but, uh, I forget, actually I even forget where I heard it, but, uh, it's one of the sayings was you could put a tuxedo on a goat, but it's still a goat.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. You could shine up a piece of shit, but it's still a piece <laughs> of shit. Really? Basically is what they're saying. You can shine it up really nice. Make it shine, make it glitter, you know, make it shine in the sunlight, but it's still a big piece of shit. And that's pretty much what Brandon Bowling is. He's a big piece of shit. So.
0: <laughs> I don't mean to get off subject because I thoroughly enjoy the Brandon Bowling match. Yeah. But I'm also on Facebook right now. Yeah. And speaking of former Blackhawks. Oh, no. The Sportsnet headline is The Vancouver Canucks have signed Verdi Verbata. And the picture is Verbata scoring a Crawford.
1: Oh, no. Well according to the, the meatballs that, that that according to the meatballs that's not, you know, something that's unusual. So
0: uh, I I just I couldn't let that one pass up.
1: Good lord. I, this this showcase is gonna be four hours long at the rate we're going. I, I know. <laughs> What I mean is the special I got silence. the
0: attention span of a six-year-old when it comes to uh, <laughs> free agents and former
1: Blackhawks. Well, I mean, I get off on these tangents because it's fucking infuriating.
0: Uh, uh, did we even talk about Table yet?
1: <laughs> who's that? Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this shoutcast. <laughs>
0: Who said there would be nothing to talk about in the summer?
1: Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Good God. Hawk. At the rate uh, we're going, to,
0: we might have to postpone that uh, special that we had for... for that was 10 Yeah, well, yeah, schedule. it might
1: be. We're already an hour and 20 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. So... <laughs> let's get a...
0: Let's we'll be keep, up till 2 a.m. doing the showcats. <laughs> let's keep... <laughs> especially if we get on that subject yeah let's see <laughs> uh. so uh chris block come on. <laughs> uh let's get his opinion on uh oduya and uh letty
1: yeah um <laughs> uh if you listen if you listen to any i, I retweeted a couple uh uh, a couple tweets from Chris Black, who, who I hold in high, very high regard. Uh, he knows his Rockford Ice Hogs and he knows his behind the scenes Blackhawk stuff. Uh, he was on a shout, or not, uh, he was on a podcast or podcast uh, this week, uh, you know, talking about Blackhawk stuff. And he was also, you know, on uh, the Hockey Night podcast, uh, talking draft stuff as well and uh, some of his views were and and i'm just gonna you know kind of paraphrase because you know if you want to listen to it yourself it's chris's words and i don't want to take credit for what he says but he thinks uh oduya and letty you know or you know and or oduya and letty are gone one of them is and uh, you know, I can't necessarily disagree with him. Uh you gotta, you know, shed some salary. Uh Oduya makes a lot of money. Some team might want to take him three three point something million. He's making what three 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 and 3. a quarter 3. million or, or three and a third million. Uh so you know he could clear up some some space. Uh Letty uh, you have to question what the Blackhawks think they're gonna get out of him. He makes almost three million. Joel Quenville has gone to show that he doesn't trust Nick Letty a whole lot. You know, by scratching him his first game in his home state in the playoffs. Nothing says fuck you like just <laughs> you know, quite like that does. And uh, you know, get your head out of your ass. You know any more than that, so he also thinks uh, Roosevelt's gone. Which hey, he makes One two less boat anchor. Yeah, he makes two point two million. Some if someone wants to take him, take him, because you know if he wants to play forty games in Chicago or if he wants to play sixty five games somewhere else, it's up to you, dude. You're you're not getting any younger, so. um <clears throat> Another issue, and I've seen a lot going around and around and around and around, and I'm not going to name names, and I'm not going to point fingers, but we've talked about this before. Patrick Sharp has got some personal issues, Uh, domestic issues, possibly, and there are... uh, some rumors that have pretty much been confirmed by, by, you know, people in the know that he got into a physical confrontation in front of a lot of people with a high profile teammate. Uh, Based on people talking, uh, I'm going to, take that as truth and i have no reason to think otherwise
0: it's almost to the point now because there's too many people that are talking about it to where when this many people that are well-respected people that are talking about it there you get the sense that there's some truth to it yes and Chris, that's, that's the problem where i had with it you know at first it's like all right fine you know whatever and then Slowly it's starting to come out. More and more people are having more and more info on it, so
1: Yeah. You and, know. and Chris Block is someone I hold in a very high regard. He's not gonna say something if he hasn't seen it or hasn't heard it from a trusted source. It's just not how he rolls. So and he did say it happened. The the physical confrontation happened, and he did touch on that Sharp may be having some personal issues. On top of, he may have been working with an injury in the playoffs. He's not getting any younger. I mean, if you put all these things together and you add them all up, Patrick Sharp is ripe to be moved. He makes almost $6 million a year. I mean, when you when you put all this together, I, I don't care if he's good looking. For the business and the team, if you could get something substantial for him, move him. Let Tavu play that that wing. You know, at the very least, you know, we've watched Patrick Sharp dance around in the neutral zone, waiting for the breakaway pass. Tevu can do that, and he's 21 years old. And he's making a million in... Uh, I
0: think he uh, said 1.3 or 1.394
1: like million. So you're looking at a huge savings. Tevu can do that.
0: Even I... Mr. Tevu Hader will approve of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just...
0: (sighs) If there's that many issues with him, then, you know, obviously there's going to be a problem trying to move him, and then he's got the no trade clause as well, and if you... Listen to his agent over the weekend, oh, fuck which his was agent. <laughs> that <laughs> was like a six-year-old boy throwing a temper tantrum. It was hilarious.
1: What a fucking jerk off that guy was! <laughs> Just shut your mouth. Agents should not be allowed to be anywhere in social media because those guys yeah, are they... a bunch of fucking jackasses. They, they might be lawyers and they might know their, they you know they might know their legal stuff, but. They need to stay off social media because I'm tired of hearing. I'm tired of seeing, you know. I'm tired of seeing these agents spouting off on the internet. They have no. They don't need to be doing that. Shut your fucking mouth and, and represent your client you know, in a professional manner. Don't be spouting off on Twitter with a bunch of fucking meatballs. You know, it's just mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. But um, you know. You might not like it. It may sting a little bit for a year, but it's time. It's time for Patrick Sharp to go. Thank you, but it's stale. Your time, ta- you know, it's stale here. So, you know,
0: yeah. There's nothing, nothing that you said right there would I disagree with it. You know, certain times with certain people, the the relationship with the team does get stale and. If that's the case, like I said, if everything, that altercation with that other player, who we said is a high-profile player, who are you going to take the side of? And if it, you know, Sharp's the one who's got more of the issues, it sounds like. So at this point, cut your losses and just, you know, take what you can get for them.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you don't give them away. You don't make the trade just to make the trade, but just get something, you know, don't be picky, don't hold out like Vancouver did with Luongo and turn out to get jack shit, just play the cards correctly, if there's a fair deal, take it. Yeah, That's it. Don't get greedy and say, oh, I want this guy too. If something comes along that's fairly reasonable, just take it. I think everybody, sure, there'll be backlash, you know, first, you know, first reaction, there'll be backlash, but if you take a deep breath and look at it, and if everything, if those stories do finally come public of what everything that happened, then, you know, sit back and look at it and say it was probably the correct move to get rid of them. Yeah. You just don't want to take that risk going into next year and then have a, a locker room rift again, in my opinion.
1: No, and, I mean, it's really starting to get crowded. You know, you've got guys that are ready to move up, like more and re-signed. Where do you play him? You've got you know Tevu ready to play somewhere. Where do you play him?
0: Oh, Rockford. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean you know get yeah him some, I, getting him some some NHL experience if he if he can handle it at the wing that's not a bad it's not a bad thing
0: yeah I'll take the the NHL experience at the wing um, another guy too Ben Smith probably deserves a bigger role on the team yeah uh, you know there's there's Patrick Sharp is a replaceable guy. That's how that's how I've come up with him.
1: at this point in time, yeah, he is. And he's not gonna his his value isn't gonna get any higher than it is right now. Well, it it's probably actually dropped because of the way he performed in the playoffs, but he had a great regular season, so you may be able to work on that. But
0: uh Thomas Vanek's production dropped off and it didn't seem to hurt him though. Well, <laughs> <laughs> i know two different situations well
1: it hurt him a little bit though because he uh you know before, he probably could have got a longer term he probably, well. yeah exactly he yeah. could have got a, he could have got the full term and you know now he took what a three-year deal yeah he probably lost two years on based on his product productivity so you know but i mean you got guys like you know brandon Sother stepping up and uh you know who knows what's gonna happen kruger but uh Hartman's, you know, going to come around at some point in time. And uh Deneau is going to be coming, you know, somewhere. And you got Tevu. You got some guys that are kind of itching. Some, you know, McNeil. Uh, that Rasmussen. We we didn't talk about much, but, you know, uh, Rasmussen's down there. Uh, you got some guys in the minors who are going to need to make the next step. And there's no room to put them right now. So you may have to make room for them.
0: I mean, everybody always screams about, oh, it's time to bring the kids up from Rockford. Well, the my always argument is, what good does it do to bring up a kid from Rockford and play him six minutes a night on the fourth line? It doesn't do him any good.
1: You no, know, it does not. You you, you got to play at least third-line minutes yeah. to do something and uh, play with some quality players who can feed to the puck or, or make plays happen. So... Yeah. So that's that. Chris Block, you know, um if you don't follow him, you can uh find his, inf- you know, information at the Third Man Inn or uh, Puck Chatter Radio. He's a very good uh resource to pay attention to. If you want to know you know, Blackhawks prospects information, Chris Block is the guy to watch or listen to because uh listen to, follow on Twitter. Please do it cuz uh I definitely put, hold him in high regard, so. And that's yeah, you,
0: you, you told me about him, and then I, I started following him on Twitter, and I'm not, you know, very um, educated on our prospects for, to the extent that Chris Block is. He's fantastic when it comes to news like that.
1: Yes, he is. And there's also, um, her name is Kim Rona, I believe, and uh, she works, I think, with the Committed Indian guys, and... Uh, she does a good job of covering some Rockford Icehawks stuff too. I think her name is like W-R-O-N-A. And I believe it's uh, Kim Rohn on Twitter, I think. But she covers uh, Blackhawks prospects as well. So anyway, uh, where are we at? Um, you know, a lot of this stuff kind of melds in together. Um, you know... We would have liked to have seen something else happen at second-line center, but hey, Brad Richards is what he is. Uh, I'm not going to complain too much. They got him at a good price. and You know, if he could help mold uh, Kavu into, you know, uh, a future second-line center someday without putting too much pressure on him. You know, maybe Bowman found a diamond in the rough on this one.
0: That's what I said about it. If you're going to develop Tavu, then just get a bridge center for, you know, two years. or it, You're rolling the dice on the one-year thing, but it's worth a gamble, I guess. So yeah. I, got, I, don't, I really don't have an issue because I just wanted to see some sort of upgrade. Yeah. And after Friday night, after the draft, it certainly didn't sound like Stan Bowman was going to be, you know, aggressive in a uh, hunt for a second-line center.
1: It, you know, honestly, he wasn't really that aggressive, but he, he got, he got, you know, he got a guy on, on the cheap and I can't knock it because there are not many GMs in this league that have got anyone on the cheap. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to watch out for the next couple of years, um, with this cap situation, unless the cap really goes up. The thing that's going to hurt the most, and, uh, you know, that's going to be the biggest subject going into this training camp festival, is the Taves and Kane uh, extensions. They're going to happen. I mean, the Blackhawks are not going to let those two guys go. But what's the number going to be?
0: Now, when that whole $12 number came out, were they talking salary or cap hit? Because I heard...
1: Yeah, so the Tays and caves, um you know, you were asking about the $12 million, and, uh, you know, I don't know necessarily what they are talking about. I think they were just talking $12 million a year, and uh, they're not going to get that.
0: They're going to rewrite the whole contract for... Post second lockout for a st- superstar players, but I don't see them making 12 million against the cap. I, I, I just can't imagine two players taking up a third of the
1: salary cap. No, no, that, that's not going to happen. And so people getting, you know, people getting their, their thongs all up in a bunch about that, it, it's not really worth it because it's, it's not going to happen, you know. It's just like going and buying a brand new car. Uh, You you start at one place. The car dealer starts at another place, and you guys kind of meet in the middle. You know, it it ends up. It's probably going to end up in Stan Bowman's favor. I'm going to say, just going to throw a number out there: nine and three quarter million, maybe per person. That's what I'm thinking. In
0: that nine and a half,
1: yeah range like that which
0: is not that bad no in it's a lot it's It's a lot but it's still they're in the prime of their careers
1: well look at uh you know alex ovechkin's making that yeah you know it's it's not crazy obnoxious you know compared to what you know both these guys have two stanley cups and you know tables has a you know a couple of gold medals in the you know olympics and you know, there's there's some Con smiley trophies in there. I mean, this is the franchise. They're not going to let them go. Yeah, they're going to pay them decent money, and these guys are these guys have good heads on their shoulders. They're not going to try and gouge the. They're not going to try and gouge the organization to. You know, for you know, for a couple for a million more, so the Blackhawks can go out and sign other people. They're smarter than that. So. I just
0: like to scare people and make a uh, Patrick Kane Buffalo Sabres jersey on shop.nhl.com and show some people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you should make a Winnipeg jersey with Jonathan Taves and. Uh... That's only totally funny with Kane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. What a mess! But uh, you know, we should see, you know, some kind of resigning happen you know, within. Next couple of days, if not week or so,
0: I don't know like if they'll announce it at the convention because now they gotta roll out the old welcome ad for the big free agent signing of Brand Richards.
1: No, they gotta roll out his <laughs> wheelchair is what they have to do. <laughs> He's gonna have a wheelchair with a number ninety one on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so that that'll be their big, you know, that'll that'll kind of squash everyone. Kind of calm everyone down when the when it happens because it's going to happen. So, you know, you know, more worrisome is going to be like things like you know, free agency next year when people like you know Kruger is going to go and there's going to be you know a decent number of people that are going to be UFAs and RFAs next year.
0: Brandon Saad, the big one.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to sign him. You gotta sign sod. That's why that's it goes
0: you gotta ta- back to be trading a sharp too. Yeah. You need the cap cap flexibility.
1: Yeah. And you're gonna want to probably sign him to an extension early too. Uh he's just coming into his own. He's young, he's a big, powerful people are gonna want him. You gotta sign the guy. And then there's gonna be guys that are gonna have to come up and, and you know, either they're gonna have to come up and play for the uh Blackhawks are, you're going to have to get rid of them because you can't just hold players down in the minors forever. So, but, you know, it is, it is what it is. As I say all the time, uh, we really didn't touch much on the draft. Uh, I don't know much about the players. I'm going to have to dig more into it. I'm going to to take a little more time, uh, Blackhawks, you know, assigned a bunch of local kids, U.S. kids. Uh, my sleeper in the draft, and yes, I'm partial because I'm goalie, is uh, the Russian goalie they took, who based on all the stats that they have, he's a big boy. He's a big guy. Uh, you know.
0: I saw your post on that that he could be the sleeper in the draft and I think everybody was in agreement that goaltending depth is something they needed to address.
1: Yeah, everyone was like, "Well, they're going to, you know, they're going to pick a goalie, you know, in the first round." Well, that didn't happen.
0: I don't think there was really a a first uh, a goalie that was worthy of the the first round pick for them this year. No. I just I think that they they need to start we saw how long it t- you know takes with Crawford you know he's got a 6 year deal he's not going it's not a knock on Crawford he's not going anywhere it's just you see how long it takes to develop these guys yeah you, know, you need to you know get get the ball rolling on the next goalie of the future that so that we could hear about that for 5 years
1: yeah i mean and 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 the two guys they have in the in the system which is Simpson and uh, Carruth, they have not let the world on fire while Rockford was not a great team last year between Rockford and them playing in Toledo, um, neither one of them was all that great. I mean, they had they had goals against averages that were in the mid threes, which is not good for goalies. So no, it, it just goes to show that you know they signed that that, that uh, the kid from Lamont, and uh, they drafted this uh, Nellemoff from uh, from the KHL in Russia, who's like I said, a big kid. He's like six, what? Let's see, he's six, four, six, five, something like that.
0: I which mean, is the normal height for a goalie nowadays.
1: Well, yeah, I mean.
0: Which, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, he's, you know, six, four, almost 200 pounds. That's a good sized player for 19 years old. That's a good sized player. He can take up some net. But, you know. Take it for what it's worth because two years ago I thought Brandon Whitney was gonna be the sleeper. He was the number two rated goalie in the draft and they uh the Hawks picked him up in like sixth or seventh round. And this year, this summer, they didn't they didn't offer him a new contract. So you know, that's how much he impressed the Blackhawks. You know. So That's the
0: thing about the draft too, is not all these guys you're gonna see in the NHL, so it, it's their the thing about the draft for me. It's it's their moment in the sun. Let them enjoy it because you know more than likely it's probably not going to happen. You know, in the later rounds, it could, but for the most part, it doesn't.
1: No, no. I mean, they did. You know what? They got they got Schmaltz in the first. Who's you know maybe a good player? He's a center playmaker guy. I mean, he's still yeah, on the smaller side.
0: You're gonna have to wait. I know a couple other guys at the center going to college, so it's yeah. It's got to be, like, the whole check-in in and two, three years, to see where they're at.
1: Yeah, they uh, they drafted a big Swedish defenseman. They drafted uh, a high school defenseman that went to the same high school as Nicoletti. So you have that. You know, it's like nothing nothing like going back to the well, you know? <laughs> and then uh, their last pick, which was, like, what, third, fourth pick from the end, they, they, uh, they drafted uh, Mike Ramsey's kid. From the uh, 1980 uh, Maragon Ice team. There which, you go.
0: McDonald's PR move.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> almost all of these guys are U.S. players except for, what, Soderbergh, Soderberg, the defenseman in the fifth round, and Nailamoff in the uh, sixth round from Russia. I, I know, otherwise, you got, you know, all these guys are U.S. players. So you can see what the Blackhawks are doing.
0: The far cry from the Western Canada phase that we went through, yeah. ten, you know, ten years ago almost.
1: Well, I guess we'll see. Uh,
0: so, the draft the draft is too much of a crapshoot unless you're picking in the top, you know, five or seven. It's not. It wasn't a very deep draft either, from what I heard. I'm not going to try to play be an expert on this because I'm not, but. Um, from what I read, it wasn't going to be a very deep draft outside no. the top 10, maybe. So
1: no, everyone was looking past this draft to next year. Yeah. So yeah, that it, it just goes to show you how, you know, how bad it is. So, um, uh, you know, and lastly, I guess, you know, we'll kind of wrap up on this note. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks are up against a lot this year. Uh, you know, Dallas has is, is improved significantly. You know, along with, you know, St. Louis really uh, addressed some needs. Not all of them, but some needs. Uh, There's just it's not going to be, you know, Minnesota's a decent team and the Avalanche are who they are. You know, I think
0: uh, Dallas is definitely going to be the team to watch now.
1: Yeah, they've picked up a lot of players, they picked up some names. Uh, the only really spot where Dallas is going to be hurting is in net if Carol gets hurt. Yeah. So. Which,
0: if history goes to show you anything,
1: yeah, it's a safe bet. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into the, you know, the bullshit and the fluff for, for the, uh, the Showcast just yet. We'll probably reconvene in a couple weeks. Um, I've got a couple special segments that I've thrown together, and uh, you know, because we're already into you know two hours worth of time, and that's way too much time. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll hit a couple special segments. If anyone uh, has any questions, they can email us at uh, puckandhostel at gmail dot com. Uh, I'll throw them into a mailbag. We haven't really <laughs> received much, but. <laughs> You know, if anyone wants to throw any any subjects at us or they can message me, you know, at the Facebook page or, you know, they can get uh, me or Pat on on the Twitters. Uh, And, you know, we'll we'll answer anything. You know, any any good subject to talk about is good for us. So don't think anything's stupid. Don't feel like you're bothering us because you're certainly not. But, uh, you know, some stuff over.
0: I'm always up up for a good Twitter debate, so...
1: Give us some stuff to talk about this summer, because yeah. it's going to be boring for a couple of months here. So
0: Golf is only fun for, you know, a month, and then <laughs> it gets boring.
1: Yeah, yeah hey, you, <laughs> don't you want to watch the World Cup? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, man, you went there. I didn't.
0: <laughs> My yeah. brother actually was watching it, and he was telling me about it last night, and I'm like, yeah, boring. He's like... Oh, it'd be like quick standing on his head. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever.
1: Did you fall asleep <laughs> in the middle of that? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get into it.
1: No, I I can't either. It's like you
0: know, I you know what I uh, tell people: you get into soccer every four years, just like I get into curling a bobsled every four years for the Olympics. Pretty much. That's why That's what I tell people. Pretty much. And then it goes away, and it comes back.
1: Yeah. You forget about it for four years. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's wrap things up here. Uh, we got a, a good, you know, everyone have a good Fourth of July uh, weekend. Don't blow your hands off. Um, again, uh, let's uh, mention. I want to mention my boy John at Black and Tan Sports, uh, Facebook dot com slash Black and Tan Sports. Uh, all your jersey needs. You want to get custom jerseys for your men's league softball, hockey. You want to get a Blackhawks jersey. You want to get your Brad Richards jersey. <laughs> get a hold of him. He can take care of you. He, he uh, my jersey, my Seabrook jersey is awesome. I love it. It's my prized possession. So, um, he's a good guy, and uh, he he may join us at, at some point. Uh, you know, on the podcast or on the showcast. Oh God on the showcase sometime this uh this summer or spring if we can ever get his internet uh set up but uh he'd be good he's a good guy to talk to he's a very opinionated guy he'd fit in really well with us so again uh blackatan sports um on facebook get a hold of him he'll design jerseys for you they're badass like I said I own at least have half, half a dozen and uh he does a good job, and it's worth it. So, uh, Pat, again, Patrick, Stank, Patrick underscore Stankis on the Twitters, uh, PuckRant.com. You can read his stuff. Uh, and uh, like I keep saying, if you found me by mistake, you found the shoutcast by mistake, uh, uh BlackHawksNews.com, BlackHawksBlog.com, uh, PuckAndHostel on Twitter. Puck and Hustle on Facebook. Yeah, can't get it any easier than that. And uh, you know, some shoutouts to uh, to all the guys that work their asses off all year long. Uh, every year, I know how it is, how hard it can be. Uh, the committee the guys committed, the committed Indian, uh, Killian, McClure, uh, Fifth Feather, uh, Fells, all those guys over there. They work their asses off. The guys at Hockey Night, CT, um, Forklift, and everyone else in that group. Uh, Chris Block at the third man in, Puck Jatter Radio. Uh, the guys that cheer the anthem, great guys. They they have their own uh, podcasts. And uh, the guys over at Blackhawk Up, uh, they, they do a good job over there as well. Um, all great people. I'll read their shit. If you don't, uh, you should, because uh, they will provide a good uh, point of view. So, uh, if, all,
0: if all our opinions agreed, it would be boring. That's yeah. all I'll leave it at. Yeah, so you get exactly. a good differing of opinions. So.
1: Yeah, I, I don't always agree with everyone, but uh, you know what? It, uh, I don't have to agree with everyone. If I agreed with everyone, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing, and you wouldn't be listening, so. Uh you have I any sure shout
0: outs I sure as hell wouldn't be writing if everybody yeah. agreed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. You got any shout outs or anything you want to uh throw out there? Uh
0: Puckrant.com, good writers on there. Um trying to think of a few off the top of my head, and I can't of course, so uh but there are good a uh, few good writers on there. Uh the Canucks guy is pretty good, um Buffalo Guy is pretty good, as well as uh around the NHL, the rumor page, the, they're all pretty good on there too. Awesome. So, uh, give them a shot. Check out you know, dot uh, The site's still, you know, growing, as I'd like to say. So, uh, if you have a page issue, give it a you know a few minutes. Keep hitting refresh. I know it's inconvenient, but uh, still some bugs on it. But it's it's worth it with uh, based on who we got on there. Awesome. So cool, thank man. you for allowing me to plug that. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, no problem. Anytime, man, uh, we have a good time and I'm glad we can, uh, we can do this and we can keep up. We got content to, to provide everyone for, uh, you know, two hours, a uh, two hours over a couple of weeks is, uh, you know, it's a lot of content to, to, spit out of people. So
0: yeah, I thought tonight was a great, great shout cast. And if you enjoyed it, you're really going to enjoy the summer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. got some pretty cool, yeah, some pretty cool stuff lined up. Um, I think you're gonna. It's gonna be very entertaining uh, next time around. I think we may be able to hit all the special segments because I don't see a whole lot going on. So
0: we kind of, kind of got thrown off guard because there were a few free agent signings that were a little bit sketchy to say the least. So. Yeah,
1: we didn't even touch on Dave Bolin much. Which
0: yeah, <laughs> it is what it well, is. Well, we kind of did just the, the tone that we brought him up with. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean Dave Bolin, five point five million a year in Florida. It's yeah. all it has to be said. So
0: yeah. He probably just threw us back out laughing so hard.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, everyone, uh, enjoy your uh, summer. Uh, We'll be back and we'll probably uh, commence everything uh, with our special segments in a couple weeks. And uh, good night, everybody. And don't be a meathead.
0: I want to thank you again for coming
1: down here and joining us tonight. I hope you had a great
0: time because we sure did. And we will be back! You've been great! We've been Megadeth! Good night! Plus.